0: Hey, welcome to the C3 Victory podcast. We're praying this message encourages you, grows your faith and builds your relationship with Jesus. Thanks for joining us. Hey, we I'm going to call this Sunday, In Between Sunday. You ready for an In Between Sunday? So we have just come out of our vision series. Which was amazing and awesome. We've uh, kicked off our discovery sessions, which have been so much fun. They have been full to overflowing, which is just so exciting and let me tell you, warms the pastor's heart. When you guys get behind what it is that God is doing in this house. So uh, if you haven't registered, you need to because everybody is there. So you're going to get FOMO, right? You're going to miss out. So please register. We would love to see you. Uh, So that's where we have been. But now remember, it's like the application of all of that vision series. So it's not been and gone, hence the discovery sessions, because now we get the joy of actually applying it to our lives. So make sure you're going back over, reading through your notes, watch the sermons again, because God will continually work in us as we outwork truth, right? And then next week we're heading into season 2 of Mark. You know the other day Simon and I went and saw Mission Impossible whatever it is. That one. And we thought, "Hey, we should um we should watch the one before." just to remind ourselves of what happened in case there's anything that, you know, flows over. And we're sitting there watching it and go, we have never seen this movie in our lives. So somewhere along the way, we totally missed one. So I want to encourage you this week, why don't you go back and read through the first few chapters of Mark, just to get your head in gear. Maybe you missed one or two, so you can jump back on YouTube and watch them, so that you're ready to hit the ground running with Pastor Nate next week. Which means... This is the in-between Sunday. Love it, but God actually has been speaking to me about this message for a while. Uh, So here we go. The title of my message today, you're going to get so excited when you hear it. Are you ready? Is conviction... Oh, did they cheat? Oh, come on! Steal my thunder. All right. Conviction versus condemnation. How awesome is that? Everyone goes, I love it. I love talking about condemnation. And I totally love talking about conviction, right? Hands up. Julie, I knew. I knew if I asked who loves conviction that Julie would give me a shout out. I am going to step out in faith and say that by the end of this message, we are going to love conviction. Like, love it. We're going to embrace it. We're going to run headfirst into it because we're going to see that it's the life-giving tool of God to bring us to freedom. All right? That's where we're going. So strap on in. I'm going to start with a story of my youngest child whose, it's also his birthday today. So if you see Joshie, give him a shout out. Uh, but I'm going to start with his story because God had been speaking to me about this message and then this event happened. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome, God. You're literally playing out in front of my eyes. And now I have the preacher's dream story. So here we go. I'm lying in bed a couple of weeks ago, and Josh comes in. He stands at the end of my bed, his head is down, his shoulders are slumped. I'm half awake. Mum, I'm doomed. First, you know, check why. Something happened. Everything okay? And he goes, no, mum, you don't get it. I'm doomed. And I'm like, by this time, realising it's probably not as bad as he thinks it is. So, buddy, you actually have to tell me what happened. And he crawls into bed and, like, snuggles into the fetal position and just goes, no, mum, I'm so doomed. And I'm like, okay, bud, what's going on? And the story comes out. So we have a rule, you're not allowed to get on the iPad, um, particularly in the mornings, definitely before you've asked mum or dad. But he was dying to hear this song and he loves the video clip that goes along with it. And so he knew that he shouldn't, but he did. And he was feeling bad, but he was really enjoying watching it. And um, his brother caught him. (laughs) And his brother says, he's not going to tell mum, because who knows, I'm such a softy with the fourth child. Uh, he's going to tell Dad. And so Josh is doomed. <laughs> and I said to him, okay, why don't we try this? Why don't you preempt your brother, go and tell Dad what happened and tell him that you're really sorry because you obviously are and I see what happens. So I took a bit of convincing anyway. He decides to go in and he decides to tell Simon. I'm standing in the background, right, going, show mercy, show mercy. LAUGHTER Which Simon got the message and uh, so he confessed and, you know, Simon asks the questions, well did you hear the voice that told you not to do it, blah, 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 you know, good parenting moment and he goes, okay bud, I really appreciate you coming and confessing, let's call it a day on this one and let's listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit next time. Well, Josh's shoulders are upright, his head's up, he runs out of the room, no longer doomed. And I had a laugh, but then I thought, oh my goodness, how often do we do that? Like, honestly, we might not actually use the word doomed, but we walk around carrying regret, right? We walk around carrying failure on us. Things pop up, and it's like this 30-year-old or 20-year-old or 10-year-old thing that we did, and suddenly we're like, oh man, I'm a failure, or we carry around these feelings of unworthiness, right? I just, I don't deserve that. I, I should feel bad. Whatever it is, we might not call it doomed, but we actually get really stuck in past sins or past things that we've done or even present, right? And, and we disqualify ourselves. We kind of just walk around with heads down like there's no hope. And you know, Romans 3.23, just, it just spells it out for us. It just says, for all have sinned, And fallen short of the glory of God. And you can actually read that verse as a super freeing verse because the truth is, we all sin. We all stuff up. We all have stuffed up. We all will stuff up. We will all make mistakes, right? We will all do something wrong. And the reason that verse is freeing, though, is because the question is not whether we will. And absolutely, in the transforming presence of the Holy Spirit, we find that we are sinning less, right? But the question isn't, will we sin? The question is, in that moment, or when an old sin pops up to our mind, we have a decision to make. And that decision actually leads us down completely radical paths, like different. One way goes this way, one way goes this way, and we end up in a really, really different place. And that's what we're going to talk about today. You know, we can choose to go down one path where we end up in this place of condemnation, which is like little Joshy. right? We are just stuck in our past and we end up doomed. And I think actually that's our propensity. Like if we genuinely love Jesus... And we love other people. We are really hard on ourselves. And we will go quickly to this place of doom where we condemn ourselves for making a mistake. That is our propensity. That's where we're going. There's a whole other sermon over here one day, which is about being casual with sin. Look, it's another C word. But I just couldn't fit it in to today's sermon. So we don't want to be casual with sin. We don't want to just ignore it and pretend like it doesn't matter because that also leads down that same path. You're going to end up in the same place. But most of us will probably actually go to condemnation. We'll start condemning ourselves before the enemy even gets in there, right? But what if? What if our new identity in Christ that Pastor Nate spoke about last week What if our new identity in Christ is meant to actually lead us in a different way? What if there is actually a way that when we stuff up, we get to make a decision that actually leads us into freedom, moving forward, you know, being transformed, life-giving. What if we actually saw the conviction of the Holy Spirit as this gift that we should welcome and embrace because through it and partnering with that Holy Spirit, we actually get set free. Right, um, up on the screen is going to be Galatians 5.1. It's one of my favourite scriptures. Right, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Do you know that yoke of slavery, that just means our failure to meet God's standard. Our failure to meet this perfect law, right? It is for freedom that Christ has set us free, so don't get stuck in your failures, because Jesus made a different way. And when God makes a promise to us, like that's a big promise. Sometimes we just leave big promises out there, kind of like, oh one day I'll be free. One day in eternity, that promise will come true for me. And we don't actually quite know what to do with really big promises like that, because it doesn't always feel like It's outworking in our lives on a day-to-day basis. But I'm here to tell you that God gives us the tools that we can actually practically outwork a really big promise, right? And conviction is one of those tools that God has given us, and then the enemy likes to come in with the opposite, which is condemnation, because he knows just how powerful that tool is right? And it all happens in a moment of decision. And that's where we're going to go today. So let me give you an example of these two ways, because, you know, I'm perfect. And so I never struggle with conviction and condemnation, right? When God started talking to me about this big topic, I was like, okay, this will be interesting where we're going. But I was scrolling through Instagram and this Insta came up, right? And it's a Mariana Martha Insta. Now, If you don't know Mary and Martha's story, you know, Jesus comes to their house and Mary's just sitting at Jesus' feet and Martha's doing all the work, getting it all ready. And she's like, Jesus, why don't you tell Mary to come and help me? And Jesus is like, Martha, you're worried about many things, but Mary's actually chosen what is best. And Jesus didn't say that in the moment to condemn Martha. It was actually an invitation for Martha to go and hang and spend time with Jesus, right? Now, Mary and Martha is my Achilles heel, right? Right? So I forever in my life just want to be a Mary, but I will go to be a Martha. And so that Insta pops up. And what that Insta actually should do, if I was listening to the Holy Spirit, what it should do is, is whisper to me, oh, Mel, you got so much on your plate right now. Just come and spend some time with me. I've got answers for you. I've got ways forward for you. I want to encourage you. That's what that Insta should do. That would be the conviction of the Holy Spirit. I've decided convictions over this side today. Right? That would be the conviction of the Holy Spirit. That is not what happened when I saw that Insta. Instead, I'm on this side and I'm going, oh, see you are such a failure, Mel. Once again, You're just worried about all the stuff and you're not actually spending, if only they knew, like you're a bastard. You're not spending enough time with Jesus so you're not gonna have anything to give. Like it is amazing how quickly your mind will spiral into condemnation, right? And then when we give the enemy a little foothold in that place, let me tell you, he comes in like a flood, Now condemnation is a really big word, but really it's just broken down to mean the accusing voice, right, that tells you that you have failed. And when it starts as our own voice, we give the enemy that foothold. And the thing with him is, it never stays at a place of behaviour, Right? When I'm over here, it's not uh, about, about the behavior, right, of spending time with God or not spending time with God. The voice that's coming in is you are a failure. My identity. I keep stuff like I am unworthy. I, who, who am I to pretend to be up here being a pastor if really your true identity is X, Y, and Z? Right? So the accusing voice of the enemy comes in and attacks your identity. And if we continue to listen to that voice, suddenly we'll find that condemnation is just sitting on us. It just sits on us. It's like a weight. And we can see the outcome of condemnation from actually the very first sin in the Bible. God took me back to Adam and Eve, right? So if you've got your Bibles, why don't you open to Genesis 3. Adam and Eve are in like the beautiful garden. And they... Get to walk with God every day. It's amazing. But they choose in a moment to go against what God had said. Like they, they chose, the, the sin is that they're not trusting God. When God says don't eat from that tree, there's a reason for that. And they chose to go against him and so they sin. And we see what happens in verse 8. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. They hid. Do you know what condemnation does? Is it causes us to hide. We hide from God. We hide from other people. We do whatever it takes to keep that thing hidden away. Because if no one else sees it, then no one else knows and then it it makes me feel better in some kind of way. One of the easiest ways to identify condemnation in your life is if you find yourself hiding away. If you find yourself stuck in this cycle of looking back on what you have done and trying to keep that hidden from either God or others around you, that is one of those signs that there's some condemnation happening in your world, right? And if you get to those feelings of shame and regret and failure and like you can't move on from that, that's a sign of condemnation. Or a weakness. Gosh, we all have them. Like those weaknesses just keep popping up. And when they do, you don't feel encouraged to go to the Holy Spirit and be transformed. You feel this weight of guilt that you really should have dealt with that by now. You really are a failure. That's the voice of condemnation. And what it does is it drives us away from the very person over here, Jesus, who can actually fix completely. Take away, create, new creation, right? He's the one that actually can deal with that sin. But what we do is we stay over here hidden away in condemnation. That's the whole plan, 101, enemy's plan, right there, laid out for you. Starts with your own condemning thoughts, lets the enemy in, and then he just keeps you stuck, right? That's why we don't want to go down that path, right? And the truth is we can't fix this in. Like you can't do it in your own strength, and it's such, condemnation is such a powerful tool to keep us stuck because we either sit in shame, sometimes we even can make it sound a little bit holy, like, well, I deserve this. Like, I should feel bad because I did a really bad thing. I deserve to sit in penance over here and not actually get free because I am a bad person. Like, it, it's, shame is just a horrible thing <laughs> that lies to you and tells you that you should actually stay there. You don't deserve to get out of it. You know, it can also end up keeping you in this place over here where you're just trying to do better. Just, I just, if I could just try harder, if I could just really concentrate on it, then I'll actually get out of this place. And we just sit here in our own strength, and we're just trying harder and harder to do things, which again, the answer is over that side. <laughs> So we end up more stuck. Or the other thing that condemnation can actually lead us into is being really judgmental. If you look at Adam and Eve, right, what does Adam do when his sin gets exposed? He blames Eve. And what does Eve do? She blames the snake. It's like if I can cast blame on somebody else, if I can point out other people's sins, then in some way it actually makes me feel a little bit better about myself. So we can become really judgmental and critical of everybody else so that the spotlight is kind of taken off us, right? It's a mess. This side, I love you people on this side. <laughs> you, you just happen to be on this side today. But this side, this condemnation is just a hot mess, right? It's a, it's a mess. We don't actually want to walk in this place, but it is our propensity to go to this place. So in a way, we're doomed. We actually are. We're completely doomed. If this is our only option, right? If trying to follow the law or if trying to get better in our own strength or if trying to point out everybody else's faults or if sitting in shame and doing our penance, right? If this is all that we've got, then actually we are completely doomed because we have no way to shift the weight of condemnation. Like we got no way to get rid of that sin, We are. It it, it is a failure. So is there any other way? That is the question. Anybody know a verse that talks about this? It's a really good one. It's in Romans. It's in Romans 8. It's like a verse that we'll quote a lot. The question is, do we actually live it? Like, We can quote it. We can say it. It's written, you know, you've probably got it written on a tea towel or a, I don't know, a card that sits up on your mirror or tea towel, come on. (laughs) Look, that, okay, that's probably my childhood. Mum had tea towels. I'm not that old, people. (laughs) It's what we used to do in Queensland, peoples. Tea towels. Anyway, back to the Bible verse. Romans 8, right? This is a tiny little scripture that packs such a huge punch. It's like a little scripture in a book that just entirely sums up Christianity. Uh, So you should go away and actually read Romans. It's an incredible step-by-step like uh, story of the radical nature of the grace of Jesus, right? And Paul has been laying it out for us. You know, there is... We're in this place. We're stuck in our sin. They tried to use the law. It didn't work. Like, what hope is there? Oh, hello, Jesus. Right? This is what Paul has been doing in Romans. And he's been laying it out and he gives us a hope, right? He gives us a complete new way of living now that Jesus has come and died for our sins. This is where we pick up in Romans 8, verses 1 to 2. Therefore... Because of all that Jesus had done, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. Right? Amen. You know what we do with this scripture? We go, oh yeah, that's about salvation. Great. Yes, there is no condemnation. I've given my life to Jesus, so now I get to go to heaven. That's what that verse means. And we like relegate it to, I don't know, some big concept of just a one moment decision in heaven, and it sticks there. That's not actually what, yes, that verse is about that. But Jesus didn't come to only give us freedom when we get to heaven. He said he came to give us life, right? And life abundant, which means that when he says there is now no condemnation, that means no condemnation now, like right now, for everything that you have ever done and everything that you will ever do, you never, ever, ever have to sit in condemnation right? Never ever. And that, to do that is not being casual, right? That's, that's not what we're talking about. What we're saying is that over here, there is a way that we can actually recognise our sin, be sorrowful for it, but then hand it to Jesus and let it go. And actually walk on in life, empowered by the Holy Spirit. He starts partnering with us, working on that little area in our life, bringing about freedom. We stopped doing what we were doing over there because, not because we tried harder, but because the Holy Spirit has actually brought out the new identity, right? The new creation that was always there. It was just coming out, getting rid of the old stuff so that it could actually come through. Right, because of what Jesus did, because he was willing to pay the price for our sin, everybody who follows Jesus gets to walk a life with absolutely no condemnation. That new identity that you have in Christ completely changes what you do when you sin. That causes you to walk a completely different way. How exciting is that, right? That is the good news. This is why we should love and embrace the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Because the conviction of the Holy Spirit is the beginning of his empowering presence to bring about permanent transformation in that area of your life, right? It is absolutely not something to avoid or ignore or to kind of hold at arm's distance or pretend like, no, I didn't really hear that today. It is something that we should run towards. Like we should fully be like, Holy Spirit, tell me today. Today. Go through my world with me. What is it that you're wanting to transform in me? Because I want more of you, right? I want more of your life-giving power. I want to walk in freedom. I love how so different condemnation and conviction is. Condemnation will be self-focused. It's all about you. Conviction over here is completely God-focused. Like it's the total opposite. Self-focused condemnation, God-focused conviction, right? In Romans 8, 3-4, He goes on and He's telling us that the law of Moses, right, it was unable to save you. It couldn't save you because of your sinful nature. But God sent His Son Jesus in a body just like you. He died for your sins. So now you no longer follow your sinful nature, but instead you follow the Spirit. That's this side of conviction, right? Condemnation will cause you to hide away from Jesus. Conviction will actually drive you straight to Him because He's the only one that can actually bring about freedom in that space. So instead of being self-focused and hidden away in condemnation, we get to run into Jesus' arms with complete confidence that He's gonna love us and embrace us and give us that empowering presence to actually be free. Why wouldn't we? Right? Why wouldn't we embrace the conviction of the Holy Spirit? You see, God loves us not because we're worthy. He loves us just because He loves us, because He's love. That's why we can be on this side in conviction with complete confidence that He is not going to turn us away. Right? He is going to embrace us because He loves us. He's not waiting for us to get good enough to be able to come to Him to ask Him, for forgiveness. He just wants us to come in our mess and He tells us that He loves us and that He empowers us to change. Conviction is so healthy for us and it's so freeing. And I want to get really practical because I want you to walk out of here today and I want you to practice it this week. We're going to get three things because I love you all, but we're all going to stuff up this week. So what do we do? Or what happens when something from the past pops up? Because more often than not, that's usually what it is, right? Like my little Insta story. What's your trigger? What pops up in your world and suddenly you just feel, oh, that weight wants to come on me? What do we do in that moment? All right, you need to write these down. Because when it happens this week, you're gonna pull out those notes on your phone or in your book and you're gonna read it and go, right, I'm gonna give it a go. Let's see if this works. I guarantee it will. All right, number one, we have to listen to the right voice. Right, you have two competing voices for your agreement. You get to choose. You get to choose which one you listen to. Right, we have to learn to identify the Holy Spirit. I hope from today you're able to hear the difference between the voice of either yourself or the enemy that is trying to get you stuck and sit in your shame and attack your identity. Don't listen to that one. Listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Do you know what? He will be calling you up to your true identity. He will be saying, hey, look at this, this is who you are. I've got this for you. I love you. It will be an encouraging voice that is driving you forward. We have to learn to listen to the Holy Spirit. I love this verse in Corinthians. It talks about godly sorrow brings repentance. That leads to salvation and leaves, get it, listen, no regret. Did you know it's possible to live life with no regret? How awesome! But worldly sorrow leads to death. That's it. That's the difference between condemnation and conviction. You will feel sorrowful when you sin. That's a good thing. But only if it actually drives you, if it's godly sorrow that drives you to the Holy Spirit, not the sorrow that sits and wallows in shame over here. Godly sorrow, conviction of the Holy Spirit will lead you to repentance and no regret. So listen to that voice this week. Listen. Sort through what the voice is in your head. We all get them. Right? Sort through it. Which one is the Holy Spirit and listen to it? Number two, confess. This should be just normal. This should be a part of our normal daily life. But sometimes we just I don't know, we get too busy for it. We forget about it. We think it's outdated. I'm not sure what it is, but confession is actually the way that you lift the weight. It's the point that you come before God, humble yourself before Him and say, God, I am sorry for this. Now take it (laughs) because Jesus, you died for that. So I don't have to carry that anymore. It's that transaction place where you bring that sin And you hand it to God and He says, Okay, this is how I see you though. I see you in the righteousness of Jesus. I see you completely forgiven and set free. I see you as a new creation. So leave that here at my feet and stand up in your new identity. Right? Confess. It will actually free us. 1 John 8, 9, if you confess your sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive your sins and purify you from all unrighteousness. If you struggle to confess and to believe that God will forgive you, read that verse, 1 John 8, 9. He is faithful and will forgive your sin. And number three, if my daughter was here, she would sing Frozen. You throw, you can bring it out. <laughs> number three, let it go. I am not gonna sing. Thanks, Pastor H. We have to let it go. We actually have to make a choice to trust that voice of God that's telling us that we are forgiven and we have to let it go, right? We, If God doesn't hold His sin, our sin against us, then why are we? Why are we sitting? If we hold it, we'll end up back in this place of shame, right? So we have to actually let it go. I love that verse actually that I said before about the weapons of warfare. Like they pull down arguments and pretensions. They pull down that lie that you are not forgiven, right? We have to choose to take that thought captive and actually let it go and choose to see ourselves in the new identity of Christ. Otherwise, you will give the enemy a foothold into your identity. So what are they? We're gonna listen to the right voice. We're gonna listen to the Holy Spirit. We're gonna confess. And then we're gonna let it go. And when we do those three things, that's what it looks like to actually walk in the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And that is the life giving power to bring transformation in our own life. Why don't you just stand up? Do you know, I believe that this message is kind of in the in between Sunday. Because we have just been speaking about our vision. We have been speaking about how God created you to be with Him. And then He has given you an incredible purpose to walk out with Him. And the Holy Spirit said condemnation is holding people back from that revelation. You might have had something in the past that you stepped out for God and it might not have worked and you end up in this place of condemnation or you might feel like the sins that you carry are just that like they disqualify you from being with God or from outworking His purpose or there just might be niggling things that kind of hold us back. God wants us to walk in complete freedom. Right, We need to be walking in freedom to be able to be with Him and do what it is that He's called us to do. So that's why it's sandwiched right in the middle and at the end of vision because He wants to set some people free today. Like He wants to lift that weight of condemnation off your shoulders. I love Pastor Simo brought a devotion this week and one of the things that he said was that, did you know that your weaknesses can actually fail you forward into transformation? Those things that you think are your Achilles heel can actually be your greatest growth areas. But as I have learnt, if you fall into a space of condemnation, they will become your greatest insecurities, right? It's just a decision moment. What do I do with that weakness in my life? Am I going to go this way and follow the Holy Spirit and believe He's going to transform and empower me in that space or am I going to get stuck in condemnation? Church, let's walk headfirst into conviction. I believe the Holy Spirit has been speaking to us all today. There are things in our lives that He wants to set us free from. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this message. And if you did, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of our upcoming messages. We would love for you to connect with us by heading to c3victory.org.au.